Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Spend this hour with us learning how you can protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of an extended health care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting long-term care planning options available. As a certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott will help you make sense of your options. Now here's your host of Long-Term Care Radio, Brian Ott. You know, years ago, I helped a client who had just inherited a house from his dad. It was a really old house that was basically a teardown as this neighborhood was basically getting redeveloped and there was a light rail put through there. So they were tearing down all these old houses and building these new row houses and things. And it was so old. It was one of these houses that had the plaster walls. Um, which, you know, plaster has pretty much been replaced with sheetrock. But back in the day, they would make these plaster walls for these old houses. And plaster was a multi-step process. First, you know, you, you would frame your walls inside like a normal house, so you had your studs. So those, those ran vertical. And then those studs, today, we just cover that with sheetrock. But back in the day, to make a plaster wall, you would take those studs and you would cover them with strips of wood called lath, L-A-T-H. And they were attached horizontally across those studs. And so the lath looked, um, you know, like a yardstick. If you, you look at one of those wood yardsticks that they give out at the, the hardware stores, that's kind of what a lath looked like. It was just a thin strip of wood. And so they would attach these across the, the, the studs inside the house. Now, the lath needed to have a space between them, which was about a quarter of an inch wide. This space was called a keyway, and the keyway was crucial. So you put all the lath on, and if you're looking at it, you can see daylight between each board, and you had to have that for a plaster wall. And so what would happen then is when the person came in to apply the plaster to the wall, their job was to make sure that they pressed hard enough to push some of that plaster in between those cracks in the lath. And so that was those keyways that would get filled up with the plaster. And what would happen is when that plaster started to dry, it would form these little ridges there between that lath, and that would anchor the wall, the plaster, to the actual wood wall and keep it up. So that's that's why those keyways were so crucial. So you've seen those. You go into an old house, and you can see the little strips of wood, and you'll see the plaster stuck between them. That's why you got to push that plaster through and it creates those keyways, create those keys, which hold the wall up to hold the plaster up. Now, this process is very similar on a stucco house. So if you have stucco on the outside of a house, like my house in Creed, Colorado is wrapped, you know, it, it, my grandma had it wrapped and it looked like they wrapped it in chicken wire and then they came and they applied the stucco to it. And that chicken wire was just something there that the, the, the stucco could grab onto. But anyway, one of the big drawbacks with a plaster wall is that they are easy to damage and they are very hard to repair. If you cut a hole in the wall for an outlet or a fixture, you damage that lath, those little strips of wood back there, which in return can cause the plaster to fill around that hole. And the hole that you put in that wall is just going to sit there and the plaster is going to continue to crack around there. Because what's happened is it's it's very hard if you put a hole in this to, to fix that because those lath are connected at each end to a stud. Now, if you cut a hole in one, well, guess what? That lath is only, that yardstick is only connected to the stud at one end. And so what happens is every time you walk by or you bounce that wall, it vibrates and it starts shaking a little bit and it just weakens that plaster and that plaster will eventually fail. So that's one of the big drawbacks about the plaster walls is that they were, you know, they were easy to damage and they were very difficult to repair, which also means it's very easy to see when somebody has cut a hole or tried to fix a plaster wall. So if you've ever been into one of those old houses, you know, you can look down the wall. It's not smooth. There's like bumps and lumps and patches all over the place. That's because somebody had gone in there and damaged that wall, maybe cut a hole for an outlet or a fixture and then try to fix it. And so the wall starts getting this lumpy, bumpy look to it. And it's pretty easy to tell when somebody has done that. So anyway, my client inherits this house. And he was going through the house and cleaning it out. And his dad was a hoarder. His dad hoarded cash. That's what he hoarded. He hoarded cash. His dad did not believe in checking accounts. 
He, he did not have any money in the stock market. He had a very small checking account, but that was for Social Security to be deposited into. And so for years, his dad had always worked off of a cash premise. He got his house paid off, and he just worked off of cash, and he stashed cash everywhere. So my client said there, there wasn't one thing you could throw out in that house, whether it was a, a, a pot or, you know, a stack of dishes. You had to look into, in it. He goes, you know, you had to go through every stack of books because his dad just stuck money everywhere. And so on a hunch, my client said he's looking at these these walls, and they're just all beat up. It looked like somebody had been patching and working on them. So he tore out a wall in one room that had a big hole in it. And guess what he found? He found a big wad of cash. His dad had stuck some cash back in the wall. And so he literally was going through this house and had got one of those big dumpsters from waste management and literally gutted the entire house, just stripped it down to the studs. He found cash all over the house. And folks, I'm not talking a little bit of cash. He had pulled out over $250,000 at this point. Of a lot of, sometimes it was like $50, you know, fives and tens. Other times it might be a few hundred dollars or a few thousand dollars that his dad had stashed somewhere. So he had put this money all over the house. And actually, my client was in the process, believe it or not, he was digging up the backyard because he had gone out and there was a sprinkler head that was kind of setting up a little bit high it didn't look right in the yard and he went out and just out of a hunch he started digging up there found a coffee can buried in the backyard underneath that sprinkler head that guess what had a wad of cash in it so it's kind of funny i want to tell that story because if you've ever been to one of my webinar classes or listened to my podcast or radio show you will hear me describe asset-based long-term care plans that way i will say it's like taking you know a hundred thousand dollars and sticking it in a coffee can in your backyard And if you get lucky and you don't use it, your kids get to dig it up. But if you do need long-term care, now it's going to provide you up to a lifetime of long-term care benefits tax-free. So I'll use that reference, sticking money in a coffee can in the backyard. Folks, that's where that came from. I just just thought I, I was remembering that client the other day, and somebody was asking me about that, about the coffee can. I said, yeah, that's where the reference comes from. So... Now, a lot of us are going to look at this and think, boy, you know, the client's dad did not necessarily do the right thing. You know, by by hiding that money and by stashing that money all over the house and all over his property, what he was also doing was he wasn't letting that money work for him. So he was getting no interest. He was getting no stock market gain. And actually, he was losing buying power every year because of inflation. So, you know, that's the mechanics of it. But also, there's people that do that. They don't trust banks. This gentleman grew up in the Depression. He just did not want his money at risk anywhere. So he just stashed it. And that was in his mind. He was saving that money. He was protecting it. And that's what he did. So I I wanted to just kind of talk a little bit today about some of the different types of asset-based plans out there and one that's called a savings-based plan. It it works similar to a savings account. And when I say asset-based plans, I'm not talking, you know, I'm talking about a plan that is different than a traditional long-term care plan. So if we think about this, remember, we've got the, the win-win of an asset-based plan is that it's going to pay you back whether you use it or not. Remember, win, lose, or draw. You live a nice long life, you die, the money gets paid back to your estate. You lose, you end up in long-term care, you can have up to a lifetime benefit of long-term care insurance tax-free. And if you draw for whatever reason, you get divorced, your business fails, you need that money back that you put into the plan, there's going to be some cash value in there. So that's what asset-based plans all have in common. There's some value in the plan. Now, there isn't one asset-based plan. There are several, and they are not all the same. It's kind of like if we're we're looking at cars, let's just say vehicles. And so we can say we've got two different classes. We have trucks and we have cars. And so let's say the cars are the traditional long-term care plans. The trucks are the asset-based plans. There's differences between those classes. So there's differences between traditional and differences between traditional and asset-based plans, but also with inside the class. Not all cars are the same. Not all trucks are the same. So not all asset-based plans are the same. There's differences within those. And so that's what I wanted to go over today. I wanted to talk to you today a little bit about a particular asset-based plan I call it a savings-based plan because of the way it works, because it works very similar to a savings account. So I'm going to kind of go in that today and just describe to you the the nuts and the bolts on how this plan works and who it might be right for. 
So um, before we get into that, though, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, I'll talk to you a little bit more about different types of asset-based plans, and we'll focus on the savings-based plan. We'll be right back. Avoid the mistake of paying unnecessary taxes, guarantee the quality of your care, and preserve your legacy and wealth by setting up your own tax-free long-term care plan. Learn more by attending Brian's free live webinar class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. As we age, we can't always plan on good health, but you can plan long-term care coverage to give peace of mind to you and your family. A smart and informative way to learn about long-term care and have your questions answered is to join Brian Ott from 525 Advisors for a free long-term care planning live webinar Wednesday, October 20th at 4 p.m. 525 Advisors will explain how long-term care works, what the coverage pays for, and you'll discover all the new options and different ways to fund a plan. You'll learn so much. Then, when you're ready, 525 Advisors will design a custom plan with you, plans that even have lifetime benefits that pay you back if you never use it. Read the reviews. People love working with 525 Advisors. So get the great peace of mind long-term care coverage can give your family. Sign up now for the free live webinar Wednesday, October 20th at 4 p.m. Go to 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. The fact is most of us have known somebody who needed long-term care. That's when a person reaches a stage in life requiring somebody else to help with basic daily activities due to physical conditions or a cognitive disease. Now, most of the time, long-term care starts in the home, which allows the individual to stay in a familiar setting. The price for long-term care can be expensive, and it could go on for years. Financial experts suggest purchasing long-term care insurance before you retire. Why? Because 7 out of 10 65-year-olds will need some sort of long-term care in the future. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, now you know where to start with 525 Advisors. 525 Advisors, local experts specializing in long-term care insurance, and they have plans that are guaranteed to pay you back if you never make use of them. Protect yourself and your family members from the financial cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com. And welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio. Uh, you know, you just heard the ad. We do have a class coming up on Wednesday the 20th. And so that's going to be uh, 3 o'clock Pacific time, 4 o'clock Mountain time. The webinar is live. All you need to do is sign up at our website, 525longtermcare.com. And what will happen is they will send you an actual link. And all you do is you click on that link and you can watch the webinar in your browser. You don't have to download any software like you do on Zoom or Microsoft Teams or any of those. It's just the link that you're going to get. You're going to click on. No executable. Super, super easy. So again, Wednesday the 20th, it is a live webinar class. And it's just a great way for you to learn a little bit about you know, what long-term care is, what it pays for, some of your different options, and all these things that we talk about here on the podcast and the radio show. So this week, I, I wanted to spend some time um, talking about asset-based plans. And I think that when I talk about an asset-based plans, understand they are different than the traditional pay-as-you-go plans. Um, there's a, But with inside a, a, a group of asset-based plans, there's several differences Again, so we're looking at, we're saying they're pickup trucks versus cars. There's several different types of pickup trucks, right? Four-wheel drive, two-wheel drive, crew cab, king cab, whatever it is. Well, asset-based plans are similar. There's going to be some differences there, like how do, the, how do they pay the benefits? Are they cash or are they reimbursement? What kinds of claim support do you get? It can be from minimal support all the way up to a concierge-level claim support. How long do the benefits last once you go on claim? A couple years all the way up to a lifetime, unlimited, which is the plan that I have. How you fund the policies, lump sum, overtime, a combination. I was talking a little bit about that last week. And how the value of the policy is returned to your estate. So that means if you get lucky and you don't use it, how does that money go back to your estate? It's either going to be in the form of a tax-free death benefit or it's going to be the cash value, which could be taxable if you get more money back than you put into the plan. 
So the key point to remember is that the IRS calls these asset-based plans linked benefits, meaning we are linking two different benefits together. So long-term care insurance, of course, is the first benefit. The second benefit is either going to be the life insurance portion of the policy or the cash value, which is going to be structured in some kind of deferred annuity. And that's going to be what we call the second benefit. So remember, when I talk about these linked benefits, the easiest way to remember is just picture two buckets of money. In most cases, if you have bucket one, it's going to be some kind of life insurance. You're going to burn through that, and then you're going to get into bucket two, which is going to be your long-term care insurance. So my particular plan, I have $200,000 of life insurance. If I use less than $200,000, that difference is paid back to the estate. If I never trigger a a claim on long-term care and I die, the $200,000 is paid back to the estate tax-free. However, if I use long-term care, once I use $200,000 of long-term care, I've used up my death benefit, but my bucket number two is unlimited long-term care insurance. It's just going to continue. So really what we're doing is I am insuring both ends of that yardstick. I'm saying if I get lucky and I never use it, my money wasn't wasted, But if I'm on the other end, I have a cognitive impairment, I have dementia, I have multiple strokes, I'm on claim for 8, 10, 15 years, I'll never run out of my long-term care benefit. Okay, so bucket one can be life insurance, like on my policy. Bucket two is always long-term care. The other option that bucket one could be would be the cash value in the form of a deferred annuity. And for those of you that think annuity is a bad word, I'm sorry, it's not. It's not a four-letter word. Annuity describes a wide variety of different savings vehicles. A deferred annuity simply works like a CD. You put your money into the annuity, and it's going to earn interest, but you don't have to claim that interest every year and pay tax on it like you do a savings account or a CD. So a deferred annuity is earning interest, and that interest is just compounding. So if we're using an annuity, when I say annuity, we're just using a deferred annuity. It's just a savings vehicle as bucket one. And if you never go on claim, that money is going to be returned back to the estate. So that's what we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about today. Now, regardless of the type of asset-based plan, the life insurance or the annuity underneath it is just a portion of the policy. It's just a small portion of the value of the policy. That's not what we got it for. That's what distinguishes these plans as long-term care insurance versus a life insurance with a chronic care rider or an annuity with a chronic care rider. You'll see that where people buy a deferred annuity, they'll put $500,000 in it and they'll say, oh, well, you can take the money back out uh, free for chronic care. That is not long-term care insurance. That's just you getting your money back. These policies are different. Again, the value bucket one that's going back to the estate is just a small portion of the overall policy. So again, the main purpose of bucket one of the annuity in this example on a savings-based plan is simply to get that money back, the premium back that you put into the policy if you don't use it, or if you use less than what you put into the plan, the difference is going to be paid back today. So today I'm going to focus on the asset-based plan that uses the annuity underneath it, the the linked benefit, and it has the long-term care attached to it. These plans do not have a death benefit. Instead, they have an accumulation value, so that money can grow over time like a savings account. You can cancel the plan, and you can get the cash value of the the policy back at any time. If you die, the cash value, the money that you put into that plan plus any interest, is paid back to the estate. And some of these plans even allow you some liquidity. So let's say that you put $100,000 into your plan. After year one, you needed some money. You could take $10,000 back out of the plan you would not cancel your plan. You would still have the plan in place and you would still have long-term care insurance. However, if you take cash out of one of these savings-based plans, you are reducing your over long-term care benefit because you've got less money in the plan. Now, when I describe these as a savings-based plan, it's because they works kind of like a savings account. But here's the magic to these. Basically what happens when you deposit a dollar into a savings-based long-term care plan, The reason you're doing it is because that dollar now becomes $3 of long-term care insurance, and that long-term care insurance will come back to you tax-free. So you just triple the benefit, your savings. You just take $100,000, you turn it into $300,000 of insurance. So how do they do that? Well, 
there's a couple things that happen when we, we set up one of these plans. When we deposit that money, it goes into a deferred annuity that is earning interest. So again, just like a CD, you, you're going to put money in there, it's earning interest. In fact, right now, the, the, the top plan that we have, our top savings-based plan, is paying 2.75% interest. So that's how much your money earns when you deposit it. Now, how do you get the insurance? Well, what the insurance company is doing is they're paying you interest on the money that you deposit. So let's just say round numbers, you deposit $100,000, they're paying you 2.75%. Well, what they're going to do every year is they're going to keep some of the interest that you're earning. And what they're going to do with the interest that they're keeping is buy some additional long-term care insurance. So now what happens is your $100,000 that you put into the plan now becomes $300,000 of long-term care insurance. And so that's the magic there. What we're really doing is we're, we're, we're taking some of the interest that we're earning and we're buying insurance inside that contract. Now, also, when you earn a dollar of interest, your cash value goes up. So if you, you go from 100000 to 101000 your long-term care benefit also goes up by $3. So your, your $300,000 of long-term care insurance now becomes $303,000 because every dollar of interest you earn, you get $3 more of long-term care because they're keeping some of the interest that you're earning to buy that insurance inside the contract. Now, remember, I said to think of an asset-based plan as two buckets of money. The savings-based plans work exactly the same way. Bucket one is the money that you deposited in there. So if that's your $100,000, that's your $100,000. That's what's earning interest. Bucket two is what they're buying. They're buying that long-term care insurance with a portion of the interest that they're keeping. Now, what I mean by that is, you know, when, when, when you're earning 2.75%, then based on your age, say a 50-year-old, they're going to pay 0.9% for the long-term care insurance. So that means their money is actually growing at 1.85% because it's earning 275 but the insurance company is going to charge them 0.9 for the insurance, so their money actually is growing at 1.85%. What that 0.9 did is it just bought them that other $200,000 of long-term care insurance. If you're older, if you're about 70, about 74, 75 is the cutoff point on these savings-based plans, meaning that the cost of the insurance is going to be as much or more than the interest you are earning. Now, one of the greatest things about these savings-based plans for older people is that let's say that you're earning 2.75% on that money you deposit today. The insurance is costing you 3.5%. They do not take away from your principal balance. The company protects your principal balance. So if you deposited $100,000, you would never have less than $100,000 in that account. If you're a 50-year-old, well, your money's going to grow every single year. Your $100,000 is going to keep growing and growing and growing because you're earning a lot more interest than the cost of the insurance. So in a nutshell, these, these, the, the, the key takeaway on these savings-based plans is really what we're doing is we are trading interest for insurance. And for older people, it works really, really well. And especially in this environment, we have such low rates. But the, the magic about this is your $100,000 turns into $300,000 of insurance. Now, it just doesn't come out in a lump sum. There's, there's some limitations on this. And so the way these plans are designed is you take the $100,000, you multiply it times three. It's the 100000 being what you deposit. You multiply it times three, and you divide it by 72 for a single person. So you get about $4,100 a month of insurance. And so if you do the math on this, the first two years when you go on claim, you are spending your money down. You're spending that $100,000 down. Then what happens, your $100,000 is used. Well, guess what? Then the insurance kicks in and plays three, four, five, and six. So when you think of how simple these plans are, really what it boils down to is you are taking, you're self-insuring right now. If you don't have long-term care insurance, you're self-insuring. So you could look at your account and say, well, I've got this $100,000 there. That's what I'm going to use for long-term care insurance. Well, if you pull out $4,100 a month to pay for care, you're going to run out of that money in two years. If you move it over to a long-term care insurance plan, you're going to get six years of coverage because that 100000 is going to turn into 300000 But guess what? If you don't use the plan, it's still your $100,000 and you still get that money back. So that's the key takeaway. Um, stick around. We're going to take a quick break here. But when I come back, I'm going to introduce you to our client of the week, Sarah, and I'm going to show you how we set up a savings-based plan for her and show you how it worked. We'll be right back. Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. 
providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended healthcare situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free live webinar classes this month. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. 525longtermcare.com. Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. And welcome back, and thanks again for uh, tuning in this week. Um, Again, our class is coming up on the 20th. That's um, uh, Wednesday the 20th. Again, it's going to be at 4 o'clock Mountain Time, 3 o'clock Pacific Time. It is live. All you have to do is go to our website at 525longtermcare.com. And there's a red button right there where you can do it on your phone, on the mobile app, or you can do it on the website. Just click attend an event, and that will get you into a quick page. Just put in your name and email address. You will get emailed a link. And then once we're ready to go live, you just click on that link, and you can watch the webinar. And you can actually send in questions and stuff. And I will tell you again, if you have not been to one of the webinar classes, um, it's modeled off after our, our live classes. We just took the same format, and we moved it over to the Internet because we can't do it because of COVID. But it's just been fantastic. The best part about the class, I think, is the ability to answer your questions because somebody's going to ask, ask a question and it's going to get you thinking and say, oh, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. And so that's really the best part, I think, of the class. Um, and then, of course, everybody gets our book, A Guide to Long-Term Care Planning, which we can put a stamp on and mail out to you or we can actually even send it to you in a PDF format. So, again, Wednesday the 20th is our next class. You can sign up at 525longtermcare.com. Now, client of the week, my favorite part of the show. Uh, this week, I want to introduce you to Sarah, who is 68 years old. Um, I was actually introduced to Sarah by her daughter. Her daughter was a client of ours, and we started talking about her mom and about options, and she was just really worried. Her daughter was because she's like, yeah, my mom doesn't have any options. And you know, she's okay now, but she could easily run out of money if she ended up in long-term care and blah, blah, blah. So I, when I started talking about it, with her, I said, well, you know, actually, let's find out some more information about it. We may have some options for her. So um, Sarah is is 68 years old. She's single. She's retired. She has three adult children. She has five grandchildren. Um, she was turned down for a traditional pay-as-you-go long-term care plan due to some health issues. And so she just assumed that she was uninsurable. And again, folks, I will tell you, this is my pet peeve out there. People, so many advisors out there, it's not the client's fault, it's the advisor's fault. So many advisors do not do what we call field underwriting, asking the basic questions about health and finding out a little bit about them because that is the key. And and they'll just submit an application and then get somebody turned down where another company would accept them. And the problem is some companies will not accept you if you've been turned down by another company. Not all companies, but some will. So again, you could just avoid a lot of that. That's why we start with the pre-screen when we're working with our clients. And so we got the pre-screen. That was the first thing I had. I told Sarah's daughter, just have her fill out the pre-screen form on our website. And she did. And she came in and I called back and said, no, we, we're definitely going to have some options for her. So I got to uh, speak with Sarah and I found out you know, basically what her concerns were. Number one, being a burden on her kids. And I will just tell you that is the number one concern for almost all of my clients. Long-term care planning is not about you. It's about protecting the people you care about. That's what my clients get. That's why they want it. And that was the number one reason for her. She had kids. She had grandkids. She did not want them to put their lives on hold to try to have to take care of them. She did not want to feel like she was being a burden. So that was her number one concern. Number two, she was concerned about running out of money. She had a nice little nest egg, but she's like, gosh, if I end up in long-term care, I could easily run out of money and that would be a nightmare. She was also worried about being forced to move out of her home and get stuck somewhere. She had a friend, a family friend that ended up on Medicaid, and she watched that. Remember, when you're on Medicaid, you become a ward of the state. They're going to decide where you're at. That means you've blown through all your assets. You're depending on on on, on the welfare check, basically, at that point, because that's what Medicaid is. It's a safety net program, and they're going to decide where you go. So she saw that firsthand and just said, I don't want to do that. Um, she had, again, she had applied for a traditional plan when she was 64. She got turned down on that. Um, she was also concerned that Medicaid, you know, she's like, I don't want to lose my house. I really want to pass it on. She was also worried that if she ended up on Medicaid, she'd be forced to sell her house. And actually that's not true. Medicaid will never force you to sell your house. They may put a lien on that house and they will try to collect from your estate after, after you pass away 
but they're not going to make you sell your house to pay for care. So anyway, those were her top concerns. What did I find out about Sarah when I met with her? Well, number one, she did have some health issues. She had limited options. Um, I'm not going to say, you know, there were no traditional pay-as-you-go plans that would accept her. Those plans, by the way, have the strictest underwriting because, again, remember, you write one check to the insurance company, you get hit by the bus, you're on claim. Guess what? you aren't making any more payments, the insurance is paying you out. So of course, they're going to look at for pre-existing conditions, anything that might trigger a claim early, and they're going to do the strictest underwriting. So she was completely out on any pay-as-you-go type of plans. Um, Again, she owned her home free and clear. We found out that she had a small retirement account. And that was a a retirement account that she wasn't touching yet right now. She was going to wait until she was 72 and start taking out her her minimum distribution. So that was her, her goal there. But here's another thing we found out. Her rainy day money, I said, what would happen if you were in a long-term care situation today? What would be the first bucket of money that you would touch? She had money in CDs. She had some CDs that were just coming up uh, due. They were at the end of their their term. And she said, that would be the money I have earmarked initially for long-term care or an emergency health type of situation. And so we looked at that bucket of money as, as a possible funding source. And the other thing I noticed about Sarah, she was very frugal. I mean, she was basically living off of paying her expenses off of her Social Security, and she had a very small pension, and she was comfortable on that, and she knew she had her savings account, and she knew she had a retirement account, but she didn't really have to touch those right there. So again, those were the kind of the overall picture that we found out when we were looking at her situation. So here's what we ended up doing for Sarah. Because of her pre-existing conditions, we were very limited on our options, but the asset-based plans were the only options we had, and in particular, the savings-based plans. Those are the plans that we're talking about on the show today. So those were the plans that we started looking at. And ideally, this was a perfect fit for Sarah because of her situation. Remember, her funding source for long-term care, if she ended up in an event right away, would have been her savings first. And then the next bucket of money would have been obviously been her retirement account. She would have been, had to spend that down. But she had some money and savings and CDs that she's like, that, that would be the first money that I would use. That's my rainy day money. I don't plan on using that for anything else. So because she had that money in the CDs, that's exactly what we looked at. And we looked at, I said, here's what we can do. We can take a portion of that money. We can move it over. We can put it into one of these savings-based plans. And you're going to get $3 now of care for every dollar that you put into the plan. Now, again, this is this sounds almost too good to be true when you think about it. You're saying, what if I give you a dollar, but I need long-term care, I get $3 back. I'm like, that's exactly what I'm saying. But again, remember from the earlier part of this conversation, savings-based plans are really just expanding your money that you're using to self-insure it. What they're doing is they're saying, you're going to take this dollar that you're going to spend for long-term care, that's your self-insurance money, but if you have it in a long-term care plan, it's going to become $3. And so that's really what we were trying to do. So what we ended up doing with Sarah was just going through her numbers, looking at the different money that she had, the CDs that came due, what she had. I said, give me a number that you're comfortable that we can move this over and money that, you know, you're fine putting into this this policy and that we can use to set up this long-term care plan. So she came back with a number of $143,000. That's how much money she had. She said, I could deposit that into a plan. I don't need the money. And that's the money I would like to use in my long-term care plan if I can do that. So that's exactly what we did. We took a single deposit of $143,000 and we structured a savings-based, asset-based long-term care plan. So here's what the $143,000 does for Sarah. Here's how it works. We deposit that money, today $143,000. It gives Sarah an immediate benefit of four. dollars hundred and thirty three thousand one hundred and thirty five dollars so again you take the hundred and forty three thousand you multiply it out times three that gives her an initial benefit um, of long-term care and that's going to be the the total bucket of money that she has so again remember bucket one bucket two combined they're worth four hundred and thirty three thousand she put one hundred and forty three thousand dollars into that plan now, the reason why it's an off number like that is because they guarantee some interest right out of the gate, right up front. And so that's the end of year one, 433, 135. Now, for a monthly long-term care benefit, she can pull $6,016 a month out of this plan starting today. So that's her long-term care benefit. So if you just do the math on that, it's that's the two years, right? If she kept her $143,000, she could pull out roughly $6,000 a month she would exhaust her savings in two years. By moving that over to this asset-based long-term care plan, 
Now that 143 becomes $430,000. So now she has six years that she can get $6,000 a month out tax-free. Now her policy is going to grow in value. Again, currently these plans, the best plan that I have right now is paying 2.75% interest. So that's how much the $143,000 is earning. It's earning 2.75% interest. But because Sarah is 68 years old, the cost of the insurance for her is going to be 1.74%. So that's how much they're going to keep. So net-net effect, basically, Sarah's money is growing at 1% a year. So what that means is that $143,000 is growing by 1%. But guess what? Her long-term care benefit is also growing. Because remember, every dollar in interest that you earn, you get $3 on the backside of long-term care insurance. That's why they're keeping some of your interest is because they're buying you that leverage. They're buying that leverage for you, and it's going to continue to grow. So now the benefit as that 1% grows out every year, if we look out 15 years, the 143 that she deposited is now worth $165,000. That's her cash value of the policy. Her long-term care benefit has grown up to $495,000, and that means she can take out $6,881 a year for six years should she end up in a long-term care situation. Now, folks, the, the, these plans are so simple. They, they, and I, I tell you, we, this is our second most popular asset-based plan out there, and there's several reasons for it. Number one, it's, it's great because of the underwriting. It allows us to move people into long-term care plans that would be turned down by other carriers. But look what this did for Sarah. She took an existing asset that she had, $143,000. She took that money out of one pocket. We put a bunch of features and benefits on it, a bunch of tax savings. We tripled it up, and she turned around, and she stuck it right back in her other pocket. It, it's still her money. She did not lose that money. She is not walking away from that. It is still a savings account for her. It's just moved into an asset-based long-term care plan. Now, regardless of whether she needs long-term care insurance or not, this is what's fascinating right now. Sarah was looking at her five-year CDs. The best rates that she could get from her bank were less than three-quarters of a percent, less than 0.75. There's like a 0.68%. There's a 0.72% CD offering. So less than three-quarters of a percent interest by if she tied her money up for five years. She's moving it over to the savings-based plan. She's going to net out 1%. So she's earning 2.75, but she's paying the insurance cost out of that interest. She is actually netting out 1%. So she is still growing her money faster than if she just rolled it over to another CD. And guess what? She's actually in a better position because on CDs, you have to claim that interest every year that you earn and pay tax on it. You don't do that on deferred annuities. Annuities grow tax deferred. That's why they're called deferred annuities. The interest is just compounding. So she's going to earn more interest than if she rolls it back over to a CD, but she's also turning every dollar she has into $3 of tax-free long-term care benefit. And guess what? She also has liquidity. When you put your money in a CD, that $143,000, you have to wait the five years to get the money out and you have to pay tax on the interest along the way. On this plan, if she needs some money after year one, she can take out 10% of the policy. So that's 10% of the cash value. So at the end of year one, the policy is worth $144,379. She could take out $14,000 without penalty. And that would reduce her long-term care benefit. For, for every dollar you take out of your cash side, you're going to reduce your total long-term care benefit by $3, but you don't cancel your plan. She cannot even get the money out of a CD. There's no liquidity in those CDs without penalty. So again, this just puts her in a much, much better situation. It took something she already had. We repositioned it. We gave her a little bit more flexibility. We gave her a little bit more liquidity. She's going to earn more interest on it. And guess what? Now she has long-term care insurance. She knows that should she need long-term care insurance. I mean, when I look at this and I go out and I say 68, you know, 20 years down the road, if rates stay exactly the same, she's going to have over $7,200 a month for six years. That's $520,000 of long-term care insurance. And if she doesn't need it 20 years down the road, guess what? She has $173,000 of cash value. So her 143 has been growing at that 1% all those years. And that's just assuming the rates are staying the same. If the rates increase, she will actually grow that money a little bit quicker. And the other nice thing to think about this the difference on this versus a plan that uses the life insurance is that if she dies, 
and let's say that 20 years down the road, she does not use her long-term care insurance, that 173 that is paid back to the estate, she's got to pay tax on the gain. So about 30,000, because remember she put 143 in, she earned $30,000 of interest, that interest would be taxable to the estate. That's the difference on the savings-based plans versus a life insurance plan. Life insurance, that money would come back tax-free. Oh, okay, I got to come up for air. I always get a little bit excited on these client of the week. So um, stick around. We're going to head into our final break here real quick. And when we come back, I'm going to give you a couple updates. And we're going to talk a little bit about when you would look into one of these savings-based plans versus other options. We'll be right back. New asset-based programs protect your savings and your family and even pay you back if you never use them. Make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free live webinar classes at 525longtermcare.com. As we age, we can't always plan on good health, but you can plan long-term care coverage to give peace of mind to you and your family. A smart and informative way to learn about long-term care and have your questions answered is to join Brian Ott from 525 Advisors for a free long-term care planning live webinar Wednesday, October 20th at 4 p.m. 525 Advisors will explain how long-term care works, what the coverage pays for, and you'll discover all the new options and different ways to fund a plan. You'll learn so much. Then, when you're ready, 525 Advisors will design a custom plan with you. Plans that even have lifetime benefits that pay you back if you never use it. Read the reviews. People love working with 525 Advisors. So get the great peace of mind long-term care coverage can give your family. Sign up now for the free live webinar, Wednesday, October 20th at 4 p.m. Go to 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Do you know that 7 out of 10 people past the age of 65 need at some point some sort of long-term care? That's 70%. Now, many of us think it could never happen to us or somebody else is going to be there to take care of us, but the facts are clear. Most of us will need to pay for help in the future. And not only is that help expensive, but it puts a burden on family members as well. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, start today with 525 Advisors. Recent changes to the Pension Protection Act have made new programs more advantageous than ever. How would you like to get your premiums back if you never use your long-term care insurance? Well, you can. How would you like to leverage some of your savings for increased coverage using tax-free dollars? Now you can. 525 Advisors are the local long-term care experts. Protect yourself and your family members from the high cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. And welcome back, and thanks again for tuning in this week. If you're uh, listening on the podcast, um, that's awesome. Again, you can always get our podcast at 525longtermcare.com. Uh, just click on the radio tab, and that will get you down to where the podcasts are and the old shows. And also, if you have a question for us, um, you can always send a question in through our uh, website. Again, just click on the radio tab, and you'll go down, and you'll see a little tab there that says "Send a Question." And we will, you know, we rifle through those questions, and a lot of times we will build a show around those. So. That's always great. Now, again, if you um, just heard the ad, we do have a class, a webinar class. We took last month off, believe it or not. It's been so crazy out here in Washington State because of this uh, Washington Cares Fund Act that um, we just literally had to pull our webinars down because we are really somewhat limited on our options out here in Washington State. But we do have them back up. And um, again, all the people that are out across the other 49 states, you know, Colorado, we have all of the options available. So we're going to get back into the webinars. And again, it's just a great way for you to learn the basics, understand kind of, you know, I, I think the big takeaway on the on the webinar is just the 10,000 foot view, what it is, what it pays for, your different options, how they work. You see some examples and also understand what Medicare and Medicaid pay for and then how long-term care insurance stacks up. And so that's really the takeaway. And then we answer your questions. And then when you're ready, you know, it just allows you to have 
the basics covered so that when you're ready to start designing a plan, we can kind of get down to, to uh, brass tacks and just start working on the actual design of the program that fits for you. Because again, we start with the pre-screen. It's just like our client of the week this week. She's been turned down before for long-term care insurance. doesn't mean that she's uninsurable with everybody. Just that means that we have to do the research and find the right company that would accept her. So that's why we always start with that pre-screen. But again, sign up for that webinar Wednesday, 3 o'clock Pacific time, 4 o'clock Mountain time, Wednesday the 20th. Um, And I hope I'm back. I'm going to be honest with you. I'll share a little secret. I'm headed to Mexico for a conference that was planned a year ago. And we've just been watching this COVID thing and everybody's freaking out. And, and well, we think we're okay. We think we're okay. And we're okay. And now it's just too late to cancel the conference. So uh, we're going to go that, but if you know, you get stuck down there, I might not be back. Who knows? We'll see. Learn some Spanish really quick, I guess. So let's talk a little bit. Um, today uh, we were talking about those savings based plans. I just gave you an example of how we set one up for Sarah. And I just want to give you kind of a quick 10,000 foot view on why we don't use those plans for everybody or why you might want to look at that plan. There's pros and cons, like every single thing in life. There's two sides. There's pros and there's cons. And what we're doing in long-term care planning is there is not, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to design a plan for you. There's not a perfect fit. There's not one perfect plan that works ideally for everybody. My plan is going to be different than your plan. Your plan is going to be different than your neighbor's plan. We just have to design it based on your health, based on your financial situation, based on what you're trying to achieve and get out of that policy. So some of the pros on these savings-based plans is super simple underwriting. In fact, if you are under age 70, it's just a knockout questions. There's no cognitive testing. It's just some knockout yes-no questions. And we know if you can answer no to all these questions, then we can get this policy issued. So it's that straightforward. Um, it triples the amount of the money that you put in. That's just a no-brainer. So if you're sitting out there saying, I've got X amount of money that I'm going to self-insure, and I've got that money sitting in savings or CDs or money market, guess what? You can move it into one of these plans. You can triple, triple the value of that money right out of the gate. Um, liquidity. The nice thing about these plans is, again, you can access some of the money you put in. And, and one of the takeaways I want you to understand on a savings-based plan is that Once you fund the plan, you can take money out of the plan. You cannot put more money back into the plan. So you can't take money out this year and then replace it next year because what they're doing is they're, think of underwriting as a timestamp. That's the way it works on all long-term care insurance plans. They will make this contract to insure you based on this amount of coverage based on your health today. If you want to add coverage to that, you're going to have to usually go through more underwriting. There were some older traditional plans that would allow you to buy up some additional benefits. Um, and there's still like mutual Vomaha will allow you to increase the inflation rider. But as a general rule, you, you can't take money. You can't add money back into these asset-based plans. So you can take money out of one of these savings-based plans. You just can't add it back in. Um, some of the other pros with them is they can be used as a single plan like our client of the week. Or you can actually have two people on the same plan. Now, the difference is if I took $100,000 and put two people on the plan, you'd still have $300,000 of insurance, but you would have a little bit smaller monthly benefit um, available than you would on a single person. So what they do is they reduce the monthly benefit, but you still have the same amount of total coverage. Now, some of the cons, why we don't use these plans for everybody. Well, my biggest issue with them, to be honest with you, right out of the gate is I, you know, insurance is only important when you need it. And one of the biggest values of some of our top carriers out there, their claim support, that concierge level claim support, meaning that they, you know, they assign somebody to you, you call them. And, and I don't know if anybody out there has, you know, a concierge service on a credit card, like American Express does a great job. I don't care where you're at. You can call them and they will help you find a restaurant. They will help you if you got you know, a flight delayed, whatever it is, they got a concierge team. That's what some of the better companies do at long-term care. They assign somebody there that can answer those questions. And guess what? There's going to be a lot of things that you don't even understand or think can think about today because you've never been exposed to them that these concierge people have skill sets to handle. So that's one of the nice things about the you know the, the some of the other asset based plans is you can get better level claim support. The savings based plans don't really offer you much there. And if you're healthy, if you're a 60 year old for the same amount of money, you can get more insurance 
than the three times leverage on the savings based plan. But there's also a trade off. You also give up some of the liquidity on there. So again, there's pros and cons to everything. And the reason why I say this is a lot of people will call me and say, what's the best plan? And it doesn't work that way. What we have to do is find the right plan for your situation. If you are in great health and you have lots of different funding options, you have good resources, then we can look at all the different programs. But remember, if I'm getting lifetime benefits, for instance, I'm going to be giving up some of the cash value on um, the access if I want to cancel the plan. If I'm worried about having to cancel the plan, then a savings-based plan or some asset-based plans that give you 100% of your money back after X amount of years might be a better option, a better fit for you than something with a lifetime benefit. But again, the savings-based plans, number two, it's our second most popular plan behind our lifetime benefit plan, super flexible, super easy to use. And for people that have been turned down, it's worth taking a look at these savings-based plans because a lot of times we can get you some coverage. Um, One last thing before we wrap up today too, I just want to tell you, if you are in Washington State and you are self-employed and you have long-term care insurance, what I found out this week is under this new Washington State CARES Act, you can opt in to the plan, which, of course, I, I don't know anybody that would want to unless you just really don't have any money at all. Um, you can opt into the plan, but you are not automatically opted out. They just don't put you in the plan. So my point is, if you have long-term care insurance, you're self-employed, you need to get on their website and you need to opt out because if you ever go to work for somebody else down the road, Right now is our only opt-out chance that we have. So I just wanted to share that with everybody that's here in Washington State. Again, look for our webinar coming up on the 20th. You can sign up at 525longtermcare.com. We appreciate everybody tuning in. We'll be back next week with another new show. Thanks so much. You've been listening to Long-Term Care Radio with certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott. You can download and subscribe to the podcast at 525longtermcare.com and learn about all the long-term care planning options available. If you have questions for Brian or would like information about any of his upcoming long-term care webinars, go to 525longtermcare.com. Be sure to join us next weekend for another edition of Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. For information, show schedules, and podcasts, go to 525longtermcare.com.